you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Happy Wednesday, big show. We're presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Middle of the week, lots of storylines. One day away from Thursday night action, and it's the first of December. Exciting games up ahead. My name is Kay Adams. Thank you guys for choosing us this morning. Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Super Bowl champion Michael Robinson. You all look beautiful today. Thanks. Back at you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got lots to get to it. Week 13 kicks off tomorrow, so let's hit the lead block. Lead block. It's a primetime battle on Thursday night football. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Uh, they're looking to get back on track. You got question marks about them. That Dallas Cowboys star, Kyle Brandt, lots of question marks. So many flying question marks. around. Well, they're going down to New Orleans. For an NFC showdown, the New Orleans Saints want to protect their home turf and turn their season around. Cowboys Saints Thursday, 8 p.m. on NFL Network on Fox and streaming on Prime Video. We, of course, have a coach who will not be on the sidelines for this one. Let's go to Jane Slater. She has all the latest from Dallas ahead of TNF. The Cowboys needed that win against the Raiders last Thursday and didn't get it. They need their head coach, Mike McCarthy, on the sidelines for their third game in 12 days. They won't have him. He's sidelined with COVID. And just when there was hope that they might get their wide receiver, Amari Cooper, back, it was McCarthy talking to us from the phone, holed up in his hotel room, who said that Amari Cooper is still dealing with the cough and his gut tells him that he's not going to be able to practice or be available for Thursday's game. So what is the silver lining heading into this one? It seems like the team is focusing on being mentally resilient. It was corner Trayvon Diggs who said, if you think it's tough, it's going to be tough. And they are getting back their defensive end, Demarcus Lawrence, a bona fide leader on that side of the ball. It was Diggs who said he's returned to being that guy and make sure that they're in all the right places. An additional piece of good news, which doesn't help them on Thursday, but it sounds like we can expect uh, Randy Gregory and Neville Gallimore to return to that defensive line, possibly against Washington. 
meaning some of these players are coming back in what is now becoming a very tight race in the NFC East as we head into December. Thank you so much, Jane. Dallas has lost three of their last four. No Mike McCarthy on the sidelines for Thursday Night Football against a very banged-up Saints team. So I kind of don't want to hear it with the setbacks with the Cowboys. If you look across the field, the Saints have dealt with so much more. But the Cowboys need to win. Can they, M. Rob, withstand this latest setback? I think so. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, they're a void of playmakers the last few weeks. You can't lose a guy like CeeDee Lamb and lose um, Amari Cooper at the same damn time, okay? And your left tackle who uh, statistically, uh, Dak Prescott, this offense plays better when this guy's in the lineup. You can't lose those guys for a few weeks. I know Tyron Smith came back last week. But you can't lose those guys for an extended period of time and expect this offense to continue to keep rolling. I know uh, Amari Cooper's probably not going to play this week, but to have C.D. Lamb back, that's everything. I thought Cedric Wilson and those guys dropped a few passes, dropped some opportunities, and they just didn't have the the, the, the same dynamic guys like a C.D. Lamb out there. So just injecting him into this offense, I think this offense will be better. I think they're going to score more points. And defensively, to have DeMarcus Ware to be on the other side of Michael Parsons, Lawrence. to have... I wish you know, DeMarcus Ware was out there. Yeah, not DeMarcus Ware, DeMarcus <laughs> Lawrence. I'm sorry, yeah, right? Uh, my mom my mind went back a few years, but uh, to have Demarcus Lawrence back to be mm. able to get after the opposing quarterback, man, I think it, it helps Dan Quinn out. I know he's going to be playing head coach a little bit more this game, but it helps those guys out. They need all of their playmakers for Dallas to continue to to, to beat up on people. To hold off the the two and six Washington football. Yeah, team you got to hold them all. I know it's crazy. <laughs> they got to win this game. This is scary, scary times. This thing is all starting to shape up like it feels a lot like an MLB playoff race. Like it's there. There, I have a two game lead over Washington with six to play. And this is when you start hearing that ridiculous term magic number about the Cowboys' magic number is five. It is sitting there. They need those wins, Washington losses, and this would be an all-time collapse if this happens. If it happens, I'm with you. I think the C.D. Lamb thing makes a difference. I also am fascinated to see the Kellen Moore thing in this one because there's a feeling here of, like, dad's away, you know? Like, I'm <laughs> getting into the, the liquor cabinet, and I'm just going to pick the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're Kellen Moore, listen, that's a very unfortunate circumstance with Mike McCarthy. I respect it, but... Don't think Kellen Moore does not have his eyes on a head coaching gig one day, and this is not going to be at the top of his reel when I coach the Cowboys more so than ever on national television. I don't think I'm doing the, the cod of dust. I think I'm going up top. I think I'm putting on a show because, look, the defense isn't really bad. Peter, get into it. I don't know if they can snap their fingers and fix that defense. This might have to be old-fashioned Cowboys win 38-35, to and that's going to be C.D. Lamb, that's going to be Tony Pollard, and that's going to be Kellen Moore saying, I'm throwing a party when Dad's out of town. Let's go. Yeah, I'll tell you, I mean, things felt felt weird in October. i got to be honest on this show. We've had this show for years, and Cowboys, everything's fine and dandy, and they're lighting up the league. Like, that's not the Cowboys. They lost three or four. Drama. Drama. Yeah. No head coach. Players out. (laughs) Here come the Eagles and the Washington football team. That's the Cowboys. Yes, that's what I know. And this is what we get on a Thursday night. Everyone's watching. After losing at home to a Raiders team that could not scratch a win their last three weeks, this is what it's all about. And they play a Saints team that everyone is writing off, but certainly is playing for their season as well and still alive for the playoffs. The issue to me is the defense. And last week, Derek Carr was without Darren Waller for most of the game. He's obviously without Henry Ruggs for the remainder of the year. And Derek Carr picked him apart. Mm. And when he wasn't picking him apart with passes, he was like, 
All right, Anthony Brown is out there. Just throw it up there. He's probably going to call. Man, he got bailed out a few times. Yeah, too. Hey, sure. yeah. <laughs> but they were calling that game that way. Four and, times. You know, four different times. Number thirty had a pass interference. Now you could question it. You could say, hey, there were twenty-eight penalties. It was the most flags we've ever seen in a game. What are we doing, NFL? Why would you call the the most highly visible game? Whatever it is. They picked on Anthony Brown, and there is now a, a, a blueprint. There is now, hey, you want to get your yards? You want to get it going? You go at 30, all right? Avoid digs. We're not going near digs. Go at 30, because he can't stop you anyway, and if he can, if he could try, we're gonna, he's probably going to you know, jump all over you, and we're going to get you a pass interference. This team last week gave up 36 points, gave up 509 yards to a team that was playing anemic football, and they did it at home in front of national television. I'm not so sure they just snap out of it against the Saints. The Saints can do some damage here. Yeah, that would not be like, a good look for the Cowboys. This is not the 76 Steelers or the 85 Bears on defense. Who's going after Brown? Lil' Jordan? Lil' Jordan Humphrey might have a day. Can you imagine? Yeah. So you Deshaun think- Jackson as a Raider did it. That was kind of weird. But so Taysom yeah. Hill, you think, is going to have a day? Uh. Yeah. If he does, really? what does that yeah. mean for? Is it? Am I being too tough on the Cowboys for having this like eye roll mentality at what's going on here? If you want to be considered the high class of the NFC, mm-hmm. you look at the high class of the NFC. What they're doing? The car, I'm going to put the Cardinals there. They're they're the best right now. Like looking at record and everything they do without Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins. The Packers have a, a huge lead on everybody else, and they've been without their, you know, at some point in the season without their best players. They didn't have Aaron, they didn't have Devontae for a game, and managed to sort of get it done. You look at, I mean, the Bucks playing without a secondary, basically. The Ravens. and Yeah, and they're still getting wins. But even just to stick with the NFC here, if you wanted, like, this is why Dak gets paid the money. So even just you saying they have to have all their playmakers out there for them to make waves, I'm kind of like, it's, it's like if I stubbed my toe. Look, even this matchup against the Saints, I stubbed my toe, but I'm talking to somebody that broke two legs, but I'm complaining about it. Like, looking across the field at the Saints, like, is it is that too tough on them? That's I feel a little... Toe, no, <laughs> please don't do that. Yeah, here it goes! No, I'm not doing it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, now, everybody else at the top of the conference has battled through, Kyle. Well, I, I think... Dallas doesn't feel like they get a pass. Like okay. the Bucks lost to Washington pretty resoundly. Like they they got beat up in that. We're yeah. like it's the Bucks. Dallas doesn't get that pass. No. Like, like they've been injured. I, I'm gonna say this again. I don't want to hear anybody who's injured this time of year. It's football. Everybody's injured. You scored nine points against the Chiefs. You lost to the Broncos by two that's touchdowns. The, that, Those that's are real the, important results. If that's they the lose truth. tonight, they don't get any sort of pass. Oh, my God. It's Especially the if they play on a Wednesday. That, no pass. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. All right, let's bring in Ian Rappaport and talk some quarterbacks. Uh, the rap sheet joining us right now. Who's going to be under center? I mean, I was, we were saying taste Insert quarterback mm. here for Thursday Night Football on the New Orleans Jason side of things. Money. And Daniel Jones, is he going to be available for the Giants come Sunday? I would describe it as likely Taysom Hill. What's going on with these Saints this week in practice and in the quarterback room is that Taysom Hill is kind of undercover here, started taking first-team reps and appears poised to be the starter for New Orleans on Thursday. And obviously, considering the way that Trevor Simeon has run the offense, it hasn't been bad, but they kind of need a little bit of a spark here. It makes sense, and no one loves Taysom Hill like Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. All of that is fine, but it's not that simple. He is dealing with a partially torn plantar fascia in his foot. It has limited him in practice over the course of the last month. They want to make sure that he gets through practice okay before they name him the starter. Good sign there. He has been listed as a full participant the last couple days. Obviously, we'll be monitoring today. Meanwhile, for the New York Giants, not good news for their quarterback situation. According to colleague Tom Pelissero and myself, 
Daniel Jones, the New York Giants starter, was diagnosed with a neck strain and is considered week to week. It is likely expected that Mike Glennon, the backup for the New York Giants, will start on Sunday in a big time game against the Miami Dolphins. Now, Jones, as I said, considered week to week, so we'll see what happens in the future if this neck strain, which he suffered on the second play of the game last Sunday, we'll see if this ends up getting better over the course of the next couple weeks or so. But meanwhile, Mike Glennon expected to start for the Giants. We know Daniel Jones, one of the tougher players in the league. Everyone on his team, his coaches say so. We'll yeah. see how he uh, goes and monitor that situation. Glennon up against Tua with the Dolphins. Thank you so much, Ian. Talk to you in a bit. I can't believe it's December and it is our first Whiteboard Wednesday of Here the month of the last month of the year. So let's get into it, guys. Freddie Kitchens has taken over for mm -hmm. Jason Garrett. He's the interim Giants offensive coordinator or just the offensive coordinator for the Giants. I don't know how that goes, but Joe Judge says he expects Big Blue's offense to have a little bit of evolution moving forward. So I'd like to know the team that you think will evolve the most heading into this final stretch of the regular season. Yeah, I, I want to see Freddie Kitchen and Mike Glennon's uh, just yeah. what they've got cooking. We'll Light see. it up. Hey, baby. We'll see. Hey, survive in advance, and that's what the Packers have done. I think they're getting guys back. I think they got to where they are right now with a ton of injuries, with an offensive line that is looking like a match unit. That's been awesome. Now you might add back some of the talent. That Bakhtiari is coming back at some point. That's the hope. I mean, we practiced a couple weeks ago. Hasn't been on the field. But coming out of this bye, I, Lazard will be healthy. Bakhtiari might be back. Jair Alexander might be back. And then this team is starting to gel. So if you think you got all this stuff out of the reserves, now imagine a healthy Aaron mm -hmm. Jones and a healthy A.J. Dillon. It's almost like they got a chance to, to get some of the younger guys involved and play in big moments and still won those games. I think the Packers, the final stretch of the season. Watch out. Here comes the reigning MVP and his band of brothers, the Packers. They're the team I'd be watching for. They're my Super Bowl pick. I'm feeling pretty good about yeah. it, Striggs. Really good. Yeah, they, they, they're gonna, the Packers, man, they're balling out, man. For me, I don't know if I even want to put this team up here, man, because like we just already. talked about them a little bit earlier, and I think I was feeling that conversation a little bit more, but it's all good. A team I think that's going to evolve the most, I'm going to say the Dallas Cowboys. Ah, yeah, I'm going to say the Dallas Cowboys. But to our earlier points, guys, they've turned into a little bit more drama and adversity-filled team that we're accustomed to seeing them as of late, right? But I do think... With the return of C.D. Lamb, 50 receptions, almost 800 yards or more, a dynamic receiver on the outside mm -hmm. that they can move throughout the offense. It'll help the run game. It'll help, uh, obviously, Dak. Dak is, you know, at the top of almost every quarterback metric. So if this team continues to get healthy, I really think this team will be the team that evolves the most and possibly be playing late in January. Mm -hmm. Okay. Quarterback, get healthy, dynamic receiver on the outside. I'm going to go with these guys. Yeah! I, I feel like we haven't yes. seen DeAndre Hopkins in it's six years. Yeah. I, I don't even remember him being on the field, <laughs> let alone from Kyler Murray. And Peace Drags has done these beautiful opuses on Colt McCoy, and I respect it. And McCoy is a warrior. <laughs> when do we get number one back out there with the cool hair on the side? Looks great on the sideline. Let's get him on the field. Between he and DeAndre and everybody else these guys have missed, coming down the stretch, I don't mind the schedule at all. Don't mind it at all. So... They got one seed on their minds. They got offense coming on their minds. Cliff wants to get his favorite toy back. The whole reason he exists as a coach in Arizona is Coach Kyler Murray, not Colt McCoy. He's coming back, and I think they'll find their stride. Okay, guys, I'm going to Cleveland in a couple of weeks, and the only person I want to talk to is Miles Garrett. I'm obsessed with Miles Garrett. I interviewed him for game day morning last week. He's so charming. He's so unique. He goes to the local museum there in Cleveland on off days and just plays with the fossils. They let him just, like, tinker around and, like, put stuff together. Brilliant. He's He's brilliant. He's fascinating, and I really, really like him. And then Sunday Night Football rolled around, and he gave a hilarious intro. I'm Miles Garrett. Texas a and I'm Miles Garrett. 
He has a pal in Al Pacino, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going Tony G so as Tony M. I don't know if you guys remember this one. Let's take it away from years ago as a chief. Eddie Kinnison, Louisiana State University. Sammy Parker, University of Oregon. I thought in Gonzalez, University of California. Okay? <laughs> Look at his bottom lip, yo. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Tony Gonzalez. That's awesome. Tony Montaña. Uh -uh. Incredible. That's amazing. And now, like, the whole reason Miles Garrett did that was because Tony yes. did it years ago. It mm -hmm. was an homage to Tony doing open. Ron Burgundy. It was amazing. That's it was great. So Tony's like the guy. Both, actually, both those were great, man. I like Miles Garrett, too. It's like he was, like, asking a question, man. Am I Miles Garrett? Mm -hmm. pretty cool. All right, for me, uh, I'm going to go with the man, the myth, the legend. Odell Beckham Jr., man. Guys, check this out. He was hilarious. OBJ, I'm him. OBJ, I'm him. OBJ, I'm him. OBJ, Just I'm him. Look at the head shake, though. Like, OBJ, what, what more can I say? I'm him. I'm that dude, man. Yeah, you know who I am. Good. That was awesome. I had not seen that one. I did not remember that one. That is, I, what are they, what's the expression? On brand? Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go back 20 years. The one that really started it all. We're going to go back to 2001. It, it, the Maze and Blue are having a great week. It's about to be a lot better. This guy started this whole industry of messing with the player intros. Go ahead, Chuck. <laughs> Mr. Woodson to y'all, you know the school. 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 You know the school. Yeah. <laughs> and as the story goes, the guy watching that game that night was Keegan-Michael Key, who said that is the greatest thing of all time. I didn't know you can mess with the intros. He calls Jordan Peele later, and they talk about it, and that inspired the East-West Shrine game skit. Uh, Jack Meritick's Thectura tracks, or whatever it is, starts from Charles Woodson and DeBrickishaw Ferguson. They were the founding fathers of that thing. It's an amazing Tremendous. one. He put that on the map. There's a big AFC East matchup in Week 13. Pat's Bills, we'll talk about it. They lost to Mark Rippin next week. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that. See that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football! And here we go, NFC Battle. Week 13 kicks off tomorrow night in primetime. Jack Prescott and the Cowboys, they want to bounce back, and they have to get through the Saints at home. Is... Is New Orleans scary? Is playing in that dome scary? Somebody tell it me. It used to be. It used to be. It used Can it be, be scary again? We'll see tomorrow night, Thursday, <laughs> 8 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network on Fox and plenty of options for you to stream on Prime Video. Welcome to our show with Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Super Bowl champion Michael Robinson, and myself, Kay Adams. So let's get right to it, guys. As a family, time for the lead. Oh, well sung by you, KB. Massive showdown. Battle for the outright lead in the AFC East. Let's talk about it. Kim Jones has the latest ahead of this matchup between the Pats and the Bills. One of two. Good morning, Kay. I think we're all looking forward to Monday night's game, aren't we? When the New England Patriots visit the Buffalo Bills, cold Orchard Park, maybe a little bit of snow, and a lot of of really good football we anticipate. Well, Sean McDermott was talking about his quarterback, Josh Allen, Tuesday on Zoom, and he said he couldn't be more pleased with the process and the progress that Josh Allen has made as a Buffalo Bill. He added that Josh would agree, there's more work to do. McDermott also said of Matthew Judon, the Patriots' fine linebacker, watching the way he impacts quarterbacks isn't a lot of fun. That should be an interesting matchup. Allen versus Judon. And finally, the Buffalo Bills will have to come to terms beginning Monday night with life without Tredavious White out for the season with a torn ACL. That's a big, big loss. They will miss him. Thanks so much, Kim. It is a battle for first place. I believe it's the Monday night game. So who has the edge week 13? Is it the Pats, Kyle, or the Bills? This is this is a big game. You don't get a lot of big games in the AFC East because it's always so top-heavy. I mean, that some of those Rex Jets games against the Patriots were big, but then going back to that, it's like Kelly and Marino. Like, it's just, it's always so Patriots-dominated. And I have to say, the advantage... I think it's the Patriots. So we know McDermott and uh, the Bills did the New England last year. This is Bill Belichick versus Sean McDermott. 20 point win, 21 point win, 19 point win, 12 point win. Oh, 19 starts to get a little close, still wins. And then 2020, you have two Bills wins, including a resounding one in week 16. Patriots fans will tell you that was the opt out year. That was the Cam Newton experiment year. They may be right. Like, that year, I don't recognize that Patriots team. Cam was not a thing. He was being forced into this team, and the Bills trounced him. God bless him. But I'll tell you this. The other thing Bills fans hate is hearing that they are, I don't know I want to use the S word, soft, but mm. those big north-south run games beat them up. Don't do it, KB. Derrick Henry, smashed them. Jonathan Taylor, smashed them. Uh. Have you seen the Patriots running backs? I call them Demandre Harrison. It's these two guys <laughs> together. They don't give a bleep about anything. These are not high-drafted guys. They're not superstars, and they run like it. If I am the Bills fan, if I am the Bills defense, especially missing our best corner who tackles well, 
be ready. This is not going to be a question of can they make Mac Jones make the big mistake. Can they stop those two nasty running backs? Buffalo, it's time to toughen up. Mm. Do you guys know who Justin Zimmer is? Does that name mean anything? Don Justin, Zimmer's son? Not yeah. Don Zimmer's. No Mike, Zimmer. Mike Zimmer. Yeah. No, he's a defensive tackle on the Buffalo Bills. Okay. And last year on November 1st, he made a play on Cam Newton that was supposed to bury oh. the Patriots. Cam Newton, this is the, the Bills versus the Patriots. Yes. Cam's coming down to tie or to uh-huh. win this game. And Justin Zimmer makes the play here to say, hey, you know what? This dynasty is over. He strips Cam. The Bills win, and look at the celebration. They're done. Ding dong, the witch is dead. We finally have buried the Patriots. The Bills, we swept the Patriots. We're we're better than them. New era. The new era, it's over. How are we in this situation right now where (laughs) now a year later, it's all that meant nothing? Like. The Bills have to win this game. Mm-hmm. The Bills have to win this game. You can't let the Patriots just give you a one-year lead. Mm-hmm. As a, This was supposed to be it. Justin Zimmer was supposed to end it. And yet, I look at that Patriots defense, and it's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. They are playing some incredible football right now. And whether it be Judon that we're going to talk about as a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, or J.C. Jackson, who we're going to talk about as Defensive Player of the Year candidate, look what they've done since Week 7. They're giving up less than a dozen points. No one can run the ball on them. No one's passing on them. Like, gosh, how did this happen? How did the Bills let this happen? Justin Zimmer was supposed to end the Patriots' reign in the AFC East. Justin Zimmer is now a footnote to nothing because it didn't even matter. The Bills didn't win the Super Bowl. They didn't win the AFC. It was just one year, and now the Patriots are already back there. Oh, this is a tough segment on the Bills right yes, now. Yes, it is. Tough. But they can shift that. They mm-hmm. can change that. Mm-hmm. They can make it. It's in their hands. They control their own destiny in the AFCs. Mm-hmm. Go beat the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Let's stop talking about the Patriots. Let's start mm-hmm. talking about the Bills. Yeah, the Bills need, is a big game for the Bills, for my Bills. I'm still going to call them my Bills. Okay. But we got to understand the New England Patriots, right? They play complimentary football. The reason that they run the football with, what you call them, DeMondre? DeMondre Harrison. DeMondre Harrison, the, the, the two guys mixed together. They run the football, which makes it tough on the opposing offense, which helps their deep. I mean, they just play great complimentary wow. football. And what else they do, they don't necessarily go out there and just beat you. The New England Patriots allow you to give up the game for yourself. You, you make the <laughs> mistakes. And when you look at Josh Allen, you look at this Buffalo Bills offense, I'm still seeing the same mistakes from Josh Allen in his game that I saw a few years ago when he was still ascending, which I still think he's ascending and so is this offense. He has to be better protecting the football. You can't just, because you have this big strong arm, because you're huge and, and, and you know, you get pumped up to throw the football, you can't throw the ball into every single every single tight window, right? So there are times where you just have to take what the defense gives you. I feel like a broken record talking to these young quarterbacks because a lot of these young quarterbacks, guys, they like to do what I call play hero ball, right? But they don't know when the play is over. They like to just continue sure. to try to get the ball down. For how many times do we see Aaron Rodgers just throw the ball away? You know what? I'm, they, they covered it. Let's go on to the next play. Josh Allen needs to learn that about his game. Number two, Buffalo Bills need a run game. They need to control the line of scrimmage. There are going to be times in this game with the New England Patriots, third and one, fourth and two, Mm -hmm. things like that that are going to be critical situations in the game. you got to come up great in short yardage situations in the run game, and it cannot just be your quarterback running the damn ball. Can Matt Breida be that guy? Matt Breida, he's more explosive. I think they like uh, Matt Breida. But again... Matt Breed only had five carries last week. They're not right? running the ball. They're, they're not. not do- no. but, Josh but, Allen's throwing the ball 40 times, and then he's using his legs. When well, then they're going to continue to so, fall short. Agreed. That's the thing. They have to develop something. 
um, if they want to win uh, big games like against the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And Rob, I looked at the weather quickly for this one. Granted, yeah. it's the Monday night game. It's in Buffalo. It's 27 degrees-ish. It's There's snow in the forecast for this uh-huh. one. So absolutely, the team that runs the ball better, just logic tells you, will win the game. So Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, we've outlined very well what they do during this little chat. But it's but Buffalo does not do. Take a look at these teams' running backs and their production this season. The Patriots top five in basically every category. The Bills near the bottom. Buffalo doesn't try. Yeah, they, don't they don't try to run the ball at all. Their entire offense is built around Josh Allen throwing the ball a ton and then occasionally trying to make things happen with his own legs. He obviously factors in. I took Josh Allen out of these rushing numbers mm-hmm. and just left it to what the running backs are doing. And this is what the Bills do. And it typically yeah. works for them. But will it work up against the number one defense playing the way they do in freezing temperatures? Probably not. Yeah, not, when the Patriots, not when the Patriots are so good at moving the ball on the ground on the other side. I'm Will Salva with the latest news and headlines from around the league. Well, the Steelers sitting at 5-5-1, and and wide receiver Chase Claypool has an idea on how to get things back on track. Music at practices. Claypool saying they play music during pregame warm-ups and thinks music at practice would make practice much more fun and up-tempo. Well, here's what head coach Mike Tomlin had to say about the suggestion, let's just say. Mike Claypool suggested yesterday that he needs to, he would like to have more fun at practice, maybe play some music. I'm suggesting you're not going to oblige his request. Well, you know, Claypool plays wide out, and I'll let him do that. I'll formulate the practice approach, and I think that division of labor is probably appropriate. Yeah, so I'm going to take that as a no, that there is not going to be any music at Steelers practices, whether Chase Mm. Claypool wants it or not. No music, guys, none. Well, he said something about practice, and then Minka Fitzpatrick said something about what they need to do at practice. Other players have talked about what goes on at practice that is leading to these games, Will. And the response, Cam Hayward is actually on the radio, and he was, he, you know, asked about this Chase Claypool request, and he said, quote, I hope he was kidding because as soon as he said it, I was literally about to rip the speaker out. Mm. That is not what we need right now. It's X's and O's, and it's execution. So, M. Rob, it's sort of conflating a little bit. Yes. What's going on in the locker room there? Yeah, just when I hear all of that, um, look, music does help. Uh, It does. I can't sit there and lie and say that. But at the end of the day, I I think uh, Chase Claypool should have handled that in-house. He shouldn't have just put it out there in the ether like that, put it out there in the world. Um, But I remember being at a Seahawks practice, you know, and we always had music at practice and talking to Pete Carroll about it. And I remember just looking around and Pete said, Mike, look at everybody. Everybody's moving. Everybody's into practice, you know what I'm saying? And that's how we use music to help us always have great practices, right? And I'm a music guy anyway, so I I, I agree with him. I just don't think that having that play out in the media, saying that in the media was the right venue to have that conversation because yes, Mike Tomlin's an old school type of a coach. He's a player coach, but he's an old school authoritarian type of a coach. Yeah, he's gonna fight back. He's gonna clap back in the media if you try to- Is music a solution to bad practice? Music um, can get the energy up at practice, but ultimately, if you're not executing, if you're not doing the things that the play calls for and you're playing losing football, doesn't matter whether mm. music is playing or it's sunny outside, you're indoors, it doesn't matter. You still have to go execute. Mm. They lost 41-10 to 10 to the Bengals on Sunday. I think, I don't even, I mean, Claypool probably shouldn't have said it publicly, but I don't think it's the craziest thing to say something needs to change, something needs to mix up. Of course, in that place, in that market, if you say anything that's criticizing 
the coaching or the way things have been run in Pittsburgh, it's going to be a huge story. I I'm not sure the idea is so wrong. It's just probably shouldn't say it publicly. Yeah, it's an optics mismatch between the young wide receiver and the venerable head coach. Mm -hmm. But as snappy as his response was, like, there has to be an open-mindedness, too. And you can say, well, Tomlin has results with his formula. Yeah, the Steelers haven't been to a Super Bowl in 11 years. Like, yeah. maybe there is an evolution that needs to happen with young players. I mean, the, the players change year after year. Change quarterbacks, one or the other. Or, or change quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being old-fashioned. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, maybe you'd be open-minded. Music's easier. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it does. Oh, Which guy Wednesday send in your fantasy lineup decisions at GMFB? Can't wait. Yeah. She, she's got some swim. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now, this is GMFB presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. It is December 1st. Welcome to the month. Welcome to the last month of the year. Let's wrap up 2021 with Michael Robinson, with myself, Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt. The Cowboys want to extend their lead in the NFC East if they get a win Thursday night. They're in the four seed behind a few powerhouses. The Buccaneers, the Packers have really gained separation. The Cardinals still at the top. They have the one seed. So over in the AFC, more crowded, little traffic here. Baltimore at the top, only two and a half games separate the one seed from the 12 seed. So lots of movement, lots of ins and outs here. It is the 1st of December, so when we talk about getting hot at the right part of this season, not peaking too soon. There you go. And Rob, uh, this is pretty much it. So aside from those top four seeds in each conference, which non-division leader do you think Shrags is playing the best football right now? I look at the last two weeks. Last two weeks. Small window. Last two weeks. I don't think anyone's playing better football 
in the entire league than the Cincinnati Bengals. And it started in that second half against the Raiders where it was like, wait a second, let's get Joe Mixon running and let's just shove it down their mouths and then let's do it again next week against the mighty Steelers. And what I loved about the Bengals' victory against the Steelers on Sunday in Week 12, they weren't like surprise they weren't overjoyed they were just like yeah we've got much greater aspirations and i like this team they're not all young babe in the woods eyes wide open like they've been there done that and by been there done that i'm not talking about college of performances that burrow and chase and t higgins of course had mm-hmm. talking about some of those free agent acquisitions that they brought in over the offseason take a look at some of these players that they've brought in and the experience trey hendrickson was known the saints for years he's oh, been in big games right we, we know Larry O was with the Browns. He's been there for years. Chidobe Awuzie played in big games with the Cowboys. Eli Apple been around the Giants, been around the Saints. And then Mike Hilton had the big pick six. He's been with the Steelers for years. Their free agent acquisition strategy was not, let's get the big shiny object. It was, let's get key players in key spots and let's get better at those positions, but also bring in veteran experience that can kind of complement the youth that we have on the offensive line, the youth that we have at wide receiver and the youth that we have, of course, at quarterback. I love the mix of Burrow, Chase, Mixon, mm-hmm. Higgins, all these young guns. And then on the defensive side of the ball, guys who have been there, guys who have done that. They had Mike Daniels in camp who's been there, done that oh, with the Mike. Packers. Like, they've got a lot of veteran leadership on the defensive side of the ball, a lot of youth on offense. And right now, I wouldn't want to face them. They have blown out two different playoff contenders in back-to-back weeks, and I don't see that stopping anytime soon. Mm. They're really dialed in, and they're playing great. I looked at the schedule the other day because I want to go to one of these games. I like the Bengals. I've championed them, and I want to be there. Tough for them, though. They've got the Chargers this week in Cincinnati. Then they welcome the Niners to town. They've been Mm. playing lights out. Then they have the Broncos. Tough. The Ravens. The Chiefs. It's just going to be a tough sledding the rest of the way, but wishing them luck. I look at them right there. They probably say, win, Mm -hmm. win, win win. I, I kind of like that about them. They're not worried about taking the mighty Chargers. You know what I mean? They're like, let's go. Yeah, it's not the it's not the Cincinnati Bengals of the you know last 10 years yeah. or whatever, man. They, 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 they have a physical nature to their brand of football, too. That's what I like about mm-hmm. it. I had a chance to talk to Anthony Munoz, Hall of Famer, uh, offensive lineman out of the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday. It'll be on the Total Access podcast, I think, on Friday. Nice. And he talked about that culture and since he changed and Peter, so I'm right there with you. But I have, I'm going to have to go to Indianapolis Colts, and I know the Colts just lost. Okay. All right. Uh, to, to the world champs, yep, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, but that game was a lot closer than I think people, you know, really, than the score actually said it was. And when you look at how this Indianapolis Colts team is constructed, man, they have a quarterback, yes, who in previous years he throw away games, but they run the football, right? And they run it like they run it with some authority, right? And they lean on this offensive line in Jonathan Taylor. And I think Jonathan Taylor, he's proven he's an elite back. They're throwing him the football out of the backfield, and he's doing things like you're seeing on the screen right there. But whenever this team seems to get in trouble, they lean on this offensive line, right? They lean on Quentin Nelson, lean on Ryan Kelly, and they just beat you up in a phone booth. And this defense bends but doesn't break. I, I like the Forrest Buckner. He understands how to get after the quarterback. And that's how they stop the run. They're in the top, you know, five or ten in almost every offensive metric. So I look at the division that they're playing in, just the Tennessee Titans. They're only two games behind them. And, they're again, they're playing a physical brand of football when the rest of the National Football League guys they want to throw the ball, and I don't want to say be soft, but they just don't want to have these physical altercations. I like the Indianapolis Colts, and if they get into mm-hmm. the playoffs, I don't care if you're the Baltimore Ravens, I don't care if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't care if you're the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. This team would be scary to mm-hmm. play just because of all the ballers that they have. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that season's going to come down to a third and nine and Wentz yes. has to make a throw? I mean, you know it is. It either to get in or once they're there, 
And, you know, the guy's playoff history has just been blown away by injuries. He hasn't been there. I love Taylor, too, but that Wentz thing is a factor. I, look, Indianapolis looks great. Um, we're talking about Mixon in the running game, Taylor in the running game. Did the Niners run the ball? Like, they've won their last three games by three touchdowns, three touchdowns, <laughs> and then ran the wheels off of a very hot Minnesota Vikings team. And I said it again. If I'm one of these NFC frontrunners, whoever it may be, I hate this. I don't want to deal with this crap in January because if the Niners get there, Guess who's waiting for him, maybe? The Packers, we've seen that movie before. Um, maybe it's McVay, uh, who <laughs> no we know Shanahan's history against McVay. Yeah. It is profound, like he basically owns them. And then maybe Cliff, who he's kind of right down the middle with and lost to earlier this year. They're starting to feel it. And it's not just in the whole George Kittle pro wrestling thing. They do job. believe. <laughs> it, it, Kyle, we love you, but I think it's proving my point. There is a, a cockiness that's happening with this Niners team, and Peter's broken it down. You talked about how Eli Mitchell was on one yeah. of the rookies of the week. When you were running the Eli Mitchell footage, I feel like the push from the Niners was clear to the sideline. He, he's a great-looking runner, but my God, the push. Are they you have. concerned that Debo and Fred Warner yeah. are out? Those yeah. are the two best players. Well, Debo is probably going to miss the Bengals game. Mm-hmm. If that's what we're hearing, it's going to be a couple weeks. Debo's like the hottest player in the league right now. Niners-Bengals is a hot matchup, and if they don't have 19, they are a different team, but they're still hot. Hey, don't you think the Niners season yes. may come down to a Jimmy Garoppolo throw? Of course. <laughs> of course it does. Yes. Third and nine. <laughs> Jimmy's go. got to get a completion. They're all over Kittle. Yep. He's got to go to one of these wideouts. Maybe Debo's out there. Maybe he's not. Of course it is. And maybe the entire Grapple administration is going to come down to that throw. You know what I'm saying? Jim, with your thoughts, I'll go Dolphins here. We've <laughs> talked a lot about Jalen Waddell. I have. Schrager has a lot. But it's time Mike to talk about Tua. They've won four straight. If it comes down to Tua in the playoffs, do I think he can complete one to Jalen Waddell? Think so? Absolutely. I do. Sure. Uh, if they beat the Giants with Glennon under center, likely, then... They're legitimately black back in the playoffs. Is that team has started one and seven? No, I, wrote, I wrote them off. I wrote them off. And they can be six and team. seven if they do get this win. It's time to acknowledge that Tua has been playing really well. Uh, and shout out to Chris Kaufman of a podcast called Three Yards Per Carry. He tweeted Tua has more vowels in his full name than he does incomplete passes over the last three NFL games combined. 16 vowels to 15 incompletions over the last three. He is completing just under 85%. Mm. 85% of his passes in that time. So yeah, I do think he can get it to Waddle in a bad spot. Miles Gaskin looks great, by the way, too. He wasn't healthy. He's healthy. He's getting it going. Beat the Giants this weekend, and you're very much back in the conversation, and I'd like to see it. Wake up, people, because it is week 13. That means we are like a week away, two weeks away from fantasy playoffs, depending how you, your league settings are with the extra game this year. And also, let's answer some questions with something we call Which Guy Wednesday. You submit your tweets. We help you out. Peter, any good ones? Okay, it is a, a war of attrition right now. Yes. We're seeing highlights of Debo. We're seeing highlights of Dalvin Cook. Correct. Nicholas chimes in with this one. We also have bye weeks. Aaron Rodgers on a bye this week. Who should I start? Mahomes against the Broncos or Wentz against the Texans? Now, if you have Mahomes and Rodgers, that's a luxury. But, yeah. hey, what about this matchup? It's so true. Now, Carson Wentz has been awesome in fantasy. He is a QB1 week in, week out. Very few interceptions. He's efficient when he's out there. And I understand the matchup against the Texans is nice. It's tantalizing. You want to do it. But you can't not start Mahomes. What are you guys, crazy? He's, you know, even relatively having struggles, he's still top five. He's still a top five fantasy quarterback. So relax. I also wouldn't be surprised, guys, if the Colts go back to Jonathan Taylor mode. They better. 
against <laughs> the Texans, right? Full bore, take it out of Carson's hands a little bit, let him do his thing. I don't think we'll see Carson Wentz throw or have to throw the way that he has in recent weeks, or especially last week. Um, I know the Broncos matchup looks tough, and it is Sertan coming off a beautiful two-interception performance, but I'm going to say... Mahomes has faced them a ton before. Mm. Mahomes has had 300 Garrett games. Maybe it's a better defense than before, but I still would trust. Top five Patrick Mahomes, despite the struggles, over Carson Wentz. In daily, I'd probably go with Carson Wentz, though. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next we have a tweet from Duval Dudes that reads, Tony Pollard or James Robinson? Oh, well, okay. he clearly wants me to say James Robinson, yeah. and I might because it looks like this is a Thursday night game, right, for the Cowboys. It looks like Zeke's going to play, though he's not 100%. And though Tony Pollard, Kyle, I know you love him, and he should be given all the plays and all the snaps and all the work. He only has one touchdown from scrimmage all year. Mm-hmm. That's not good. That's not what I want. He's been effective. He's been efficient. But he's averaged 61 total yards a game over the last five weeks. The only thing the Saints really do well right now, because they're so banged up and decimated, they are good, right? Mike Crowd, they're good against the run, right? Yeah, they're really good against the run. I mean, Cam Hayward is doing his thing. Not Cam Hayward. Cam Jordan Mm. doing his thing this year. They're they're trying. James Robinson, he's had some struggles. Uh, He had an ankle injury in week eight. He's looked like himself again. He had 20 touches for 115 total yards against Atlanta. He's still a top 15 running back on the season. I feel like we forget that. And I like him against the Rams this weekend. I do. I'm going to go James Robinson over... Over Tony Pollard, because I think Zeke Elliott's going to think. I don't think Jerry Jones is going to listen to you, Kyle Brown. Listen, I would start James Robinson, too, because I, I love Tony Pollard. I just wish I wasn't the only one. It, it, if Tony Pollard wore a, a belly shirt and went to Ohio yeah. State, like, believe me, he'd get in the ball a lot more. <laughs> Trust me, there's a whole thing going you on think- there. Every time you turn it on, you're like, oh, my God, that guy's so good. Oh, my God. Or is your you turn, turn on Zeke's 100 yards. Turn kick off. <laughs> I mean, no, uh, but I wouldn't start it He's not going to be out there. You think Kellen's like, let's unleash Tony Pollard a little so, more. Your lips to God's ears. <laughs> you know, if Mike McCarthy's not there and Kellen wants to play with his toys, put a number 20. Lastly, we have a tweet about a Bills tight end and a Niners tight end. This is kind of fun. Two guys like Dawson Knox or George Kittle, a household name versus an emerging star. Okay, Dawson Knox, who you love. Love him. You love this guy. He had had two touchdowns on Thanksgiving Day. What a performance, but he's got Monday night, the Patriots. The Patriots are really tough against everyone, including tight ends. They're allowing the second fewest points against the position all season long. Kittle had one measly catch last week for 13 yards on Sunday. I still lean towards him because he's actually scoring touchdowns. He's coming on. He's the fourth best tight end over the past month. Three scores over the last four games. And I don't know, Peter, Debo Samuel's out. Mm-hmm. Mr. Does Everything. Don't you think Kittle maybe gets a little more involved this week? He has to. The options are limited. Yeah. Without Debo, it's going to be Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kittle over Dawson Knox. Now, I could do like a Which Guy Wednesday on, what was it, Handsome Coach Rankings? Oh, yeah, Packers Twitter. Oh, I messed this up. We did a whole thing where I said they ranked the sexiest uh, head coaches from 1 to 32. Technically, it was hottest coaches, yeah. which is, I think, a different conversation. Okay. <laughs> Tell me the difference. Well, sexy is like how, how attractive you are. You can maybe not conventionally attractive, but you have some sort of vibe to, you know? Yeah. Hot is just like I'm a piece of meat and here's my cheekbones, I guess. I mean, am I wrong here? Hot is more hot. To me, hotness is like physical. Yeah. yeah. But sexiness is like there's an intangible to yeah. it. I think sexiness is more cheekbones. interesting. Is Matt LaFleur the sexiest and hottest? I, I, I roll with Stefanski. He, he's got. He's, oh, that, he's your type of guy. Oh yeah. yeah. I, you get lost in those eyes. He's an Ivy League man <laughs> with a, like kind of a salt and pepper beard. He's the coach of the year. He's got these blue eyes. 
What's the name of that famous Kelly Slater? That yeah, surfer. surfer. looks like Kelly Slater. <laughs> That's my man. Reddit says no. It's Lafleur, and then they had Flores second. And guess who they had number three? Robert yeah. Sala is the third hottest. Sala is hot, but like I don't think he's. I mean, the pa- it's the Packers Reddit, so it's not exactly an objective party. Of course, they're going to vote Lafleur. Yeah, yeah, but but Jets Reddit would not have Sala one. <laughs> like the, the, yeah. you know, some teams are like <laughs> no, not you our coach. So. Not hey, our hey, coach. Cal, you have your own list though, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I could do an entire list. So which guy wins this, Stefanski or LaFleur? You're going Stefanski emphatically. I, I think Stefanski is really attractive. I like his sideline demeanor too. He's not a yeller, which I think is also, now we have hot and sexy. So I'm <laughs> not a yeller. Peter, you were also way into uh, uh, McAdoo, I believe, at the time. I was. Right? <laughs> McAdoo. Oh, so Ben McAdoo, take me back. Dude, right? suit. Suit. I remember that. That was the biggest suit of all time. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 